Hey, it's episode six of Life's a Garden. Welcome back to Life's a Garden. Today's guest is a writer, actor, and producer, and has appeared in several independent films. Uh, he is an ex-collegiate track runner for Montana State University, and he is also the host of the Versed in Ten podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Powell Williamson. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Yeah, it's good. It's nice. I'm glad to finally be on this one. That intro only took three takes? It's yeah, all it was good. Fine. As far as anybody knows, that was the first time, and it yeah, was Yeah, but I screwed going. it up. It's all good. It's all good. I had time to... We tell the truth on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we don't tell the truth on the other podcast. Right. I can say whatever I want, but actually, I... I don't edit anything on the other podcast. I just leave it in until I just let it do the transitions because that's the funny part. But. Right? Yeah. No. I, I, uh, I, I tried to do some some sneaky transitions on the last one, and I'm not <laughs> as good. So I just let it flow a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But what is this like? Episode six or something? This is episode like that? six. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Yeah. I'm getting close to them double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Catching up to me, especially because this past episode I took off like three weeks or something like that. Because like I mentioned on on that other show it was. It was busy with just 4th of July, and then switched jobs up, too, so I kind of had that going, and then just, like, everything, just busy, just busy stuff, so. I'm glad we finally got to it, though. It's a little spoiler right. the moment, but it was solid, because we got to, we had to do the crossover this week, so. Yeah, I know. So, Verse and 10 podcast, check it out on Spotify. Is it on YouTube, too? Or? Um, I don't have it on YouTube anymore, but yes. I just, just Spotify. Okay, but. so Spotify, Verse and 10. Uh, I am featured on this week's episode, so we had, yeah, we had to do a little crossover, so mm -hmm. Pal is here on my podcast as well. Yeah, it's the crossover that gets it right. I am like, like all the DC shows, you're like all the Marvel shows, and then we'll just cross it over. Yeah, there you go. I'll leave a link to the, uh, to the podcast in the description, mm -hmm. so you can check out both podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, what's up? You, you said you went to Bible? Oh, yeah, so today has been a busy day as well. Yeah. Because I had some friends in town... They were only in town for a week. They're leaving tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to be able to see them the rest of the day. So I wanted to squeeze them in as well. But um, my buddy invited me to do this like Bible study thing where we meet up and we just read a full book of the Bible. We were reading Acts this morning. It's like, it's 6 a.m. I was like, all right, that's fine. But last night was my last training shift at Thirsty Street. But oh. It was a closing shift, so they were like going real slow going through all the motions of like how to close for the most part i was like yeah i get it gonna kind of move on but like so i was there till like midnight got to bed like around one when i finally fell asleep and then i woke up at 5 30 oh, so little but I, I took a i took a good power nap in the middle of the day i was gonna go to the gym but i was like you know what i'll power nap so i'm ready to go by the time we're podcasting here and then yeah so we did that we read through acts which was really cool it's really nice because we kind of just did like popcorn reading style where like someone reads a chapter out loud and then next person and just kind of go in a circle. Um, and then we talked about it for a while after. It was super fun. I think we're going to try and do Romans next week. Cool. And um, got that done, got back home, uh, said bye to the friends that are going to be out of town. I think they were going to stop by my house later, but I won't be there because got this. And then right after this, I'm going to work uh, the country club, which is fun, by the way. Sweet. Yeah, really enjoying that. I'm trying to live my best uh, Caddyshack life. Did you... Have you played golf before? I don't remember. Um, I've I've been to the driving range a couple of times and like I've played eighteen holes like once or twice. Oh yeah. But that's that's about it. <clears throat> I and I I'm surprised like my short game is actually pretty good. 
I just need to go to the driving range because that's my favorite thing. Yeah, I, we I, should, that's we should, all I've done. We should definitely go because I have a set of clubs. I've been meaning to go, especially since I've been working at the club. That's all those guys talk about, and that's I mean that's well. I what was it wondering is. if maybe you'd start playing golf a little more now that you're working there, I or if maybe you might play it not at all because you don't want to be there as yeah, much. I definitely want to. I I can't play at the club. I don't think because I just work there, so I can't get uh, in because you have to be a member to get in. But sure. I'll definitely go to like par three or wherever and just like hit some balls with you because that sounds like a lot of fun. You know what I like is uh, top golf. Yeah, I've never been, but I've that's always You've been You've never been to a no, talk? Oh, no. Could they have one in Denver? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Because usually they're in warmer places because, you know, it's just such a huge, a huge facility that mm-hmm. it's not even worth having just part of the year. Yeah. We're, there might be one near Denver, I'm not sure. Yeah, we were talking about it this morning with my friends who were leaving because they're moving, they're going back to sort of the Portland area. Okay. They said, I think they said Portland has one or whatever town they're from, Salem or something like that. I can has, see that. Has one. But, like, they have a, it's pretty swing they kind of have heated facilities and stuff so like oh, if it is a little okay. cooler out I, I doubt i don't know if it works when it's like real snowy and super cold mm-hmm. but i'm assuming when it's a little cooler like fall time it's sort of warmed and all that stuff which is really fun and then you can get drinks and stuff just there but yeah that's that's something i'd really want to do yeah i know <clears throat> um uh vegas has one and i i the only one i went to was in phoenix mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot of fun like yeah, yeah you talk about phoenix quite a bit I love Phoenix. Yeah. Like I hate, I couldn't do it in the summer. It's mm-hmm. just too hot. Yeah. I hate I hate ninety five in Montana. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I couldn't do hundred and seven. Yeah. That would I'd die. It gets <laughs> up to like hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it's rough there. We've had hot days, but we're definitely more known for like negative twenty days. Yeah, see I'd rather have a negative twenty mm-hmm. than a hundred and twenty. Yeah, I'm used to it at this point. Like I can I'm okay with it and but when it gets too hot my body, I just start sweating, and there's nothing I can do to stop that. So anything warmer than that. Although I wouldn't mind living somewhere new just for the f- sake of living somewhere new. Sure. Like like somewhere down south or in California or something like that. I actually really want to live in the northwest somewhere. Somewhere Oregon mm. or Washington area would be really fun to just, I feel like I would like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite in the big city, but um, I lived in Fort Collins when I was in Colorado, which right. is an hour north of Denver. That's perfect, because if I can, like take an hour and get to a city and like watch a professional sports game or do like stuff in the city that would be ideal but where you don't have to deal with like crazy rush over traffic and all that stuff yeah i could never live in in like a big city mm-hmm. every time i go to denver or phoenix or something like that it's it's really fun to be there yeah. but after three or four days i'm like i couldn't i couldn't do this every day yeah it's it's all it is it's mm-hmm. a vacation mm-hmm. i couldn't do yeah Every day driving, just going to work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would agree. If I had to live somewhere, it'd be like a Fort Collins or something, just yeah. outside of a, a big city. Because I would love to be near a big city where you know you know you're going to get concerts and mm-hmm. just and sports and all these different activities just right down the street. Yeah. A weekend you can take your weekend and go to the oh absolutely to uh, the city. And a lot of people sort of talk crap about Billings, but I mean, just having grown up here. There's plenty to do, and it's like yeah. it's, it's almost it's almost as much as like if you lived in a big city. Other than like, because we still have a music scene, we have concerts that come through. We've got for me personally, I kind of define it as like, oh well, we have an IMAX theater, so that's kind of like because I'll do that every weekend. I would I do that every week back right. when movies were open, which is still just killing me. Movies and sports got shut down at the same time. I lost my mind for right. a bit, so I had to start a podcast. <laughs> what are you going to do if uh, theaters shut down for good? Oh, there's talking right now, because the big one that's supposed to come back is supposed to be Tenet. It's supposed to be the big one first in theaters. Right. Um, China just announced, I think like today, that they're 
not going to allow it back in the theaters for the foreseeable future just because it's over two hours, which is past their, like, really? their restriction time limit thing. And I figure, like, if you're going to be in the same space for an hour and 59 minutes, what's an extra 15, you right. know, kind of thing. But that's what we were talking about before is why they were shutting bars down at 1230 when if you leave them open that extra hour and a half, there's still the same amount of people in there. It's just they're in there for longer, but it's not, I don't know. It's, it doesn't make sense. The construction, the, the stuff's kind of weird, but... Yeah, Tenet's supposed to come back. I'm really hopeful for it. I'm, Christopher Nolan's my favorite Chris director. Nolan, that's right. And I'm, I'm really wanting to just get back in the flow of watching movies, and uh, that's my favorite pastime. Uh, yeah, I'd say right up there with sports. Just like, those are my favorite things to do. And they, like I said, they both shut down at the same time, I so know. I was kind of like at a loss there. Did a lot more reading than I thought I would. See, I, I don't know how to read, so it's like... <laughs> No, I, I do struggle <laughs> reading. When you when you brought up like the popcorn reading thing, mm-hmm. I immediately got like flashbacks. Yeah, some <laughs> yeah. like PTSD because I always what I would do. I'm not even kidding. In school, was I would count the amount of people that it would take before it got to me because mm-hmm. we would do paragraphs mm-hmm. and then you and re-read, I would re-read, count re-read the paragraphs, it? figure out which paragraph was mine, and I would read through it several times so I knew what was going to be said. Yeah, because I knew if I had to do it on the spot, I would stumble my words and I feel. Like terrible because I'm just not a good, like fast reader. Yeah, and I mean, it, like if if you know that, that's fine. That's not like a thing either. It's in, in something you know we can work on. But there were definitely a few kids in, in class where it's like they were the ones that volunteered to read first, and we're all just like, "Hey, man, I want to get out of here before the hour's up." And it was just it was a struggle to get through. But I was also like this morning just with like a group of friends and stuff and reading about. Yeah. So it's it's smoother. It's less pressure or anything like that when you're in front of like the class people or you know versus too, yeah. people mm-hmm. like strangers or yeah. anything like that plus even something to be said for this podcast like uh like verse and 10 that i do and i'm sure you might have felt the same way too having doing done yours and done mine a number of times uh, it 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 helps with sort of the public speaking just because you're forced to kind of be aware of what you're saying as you're saying it right and construct things well so it it i think that helped as far as like i hadn't haven't read aloud to people in probably years see i've i've noticed a difference in like from the beginning when i started doing this podcast even when i started doing your podcast when i was doing a few episodes there Mm -hmm. i uh i just noticed different things that i like the way i would say things or the way i spoke i think part of that had to do with drinking yeah so like i definitely notice a slur in my words Mm -hmm. when i start drinking uh or just the way i speak but uh i have noticed a change in in uh the way i speak on a podcast Mm -hmm. but the public speaking thing i've kind of lost that a long time ago just doing music yeah like that having to be the singer and Mm -hmm. you're the guy that has to like kind of choreograph the crowd and get the crowd into it yeah you kind of lose it really quick as far as like the fear however you're on a stage with other people Mm -hmm. i could not imagine being like a solo act have you ever like forgotten the lyrics or something like that of my own songs yeah i have (laughs) what are you doing that just kind of roll with it and just like well, you're supposed to, because well, <laughs> yeah. and it makes sense because, I mean, it kind of it, it'll fuck up everyone else. Yeah, but they the crowd doesn't know mm-hmm. unless they've heard your songs a bunch or if they or if you have a recording of it. But it's it's a matter of like, I've sang the song a dozen times in practice. I wrote the song. Mm-hmm. You would think I know it, but when you're up there and you're trying to focus on how you're acting. You know, am I doing things right? Do I look, stu- you know, do I look good on mm-hmm. stage? Am I sounding good? 
you're you're looking at the crowd, you're trying to engage with them, and you're uh, you're focusing on how you sound, yeah. like if your pitch is right, yeah. and then you start, and then you just forget the timing, mm-hmm. and so then the timing comes up, and then the words don't come to you immediately. Yeah, that's even that's even rough. I mean, because like you and me, we do karaoke as often yeah. as possible, a couple times a week, if nothing else. And I mean, there's songs that we've sang dozens of times. But if the words weren't up there, it, it, that's one less element that you have to worry about. So you're up there, and really all you're like, that's what I, I enjoy about karaoke. You're just there, and you're really just trying to like put your own inflection into it and have fun. Plus, obviously, we're drinking when we're doing right. it too. But like, there will be songs I've sang a million times, but I w- would forget the words or like when something comes in. If it mm-hmm. wasn't for the counting that was up on the screen or whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely nice on that aspect. When I, when I you know if we ever made it big and we're like on a big stage, yeah, I would one hundred percent have a teleprompter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just with the just with the lyrics on it. So if I forget, I can look down and see it. Yeah. Uh, what I'm gonna do now, just to avoid that from happening, just lip sync. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a Ashley Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna put like the first line to each song. Mm-hmm on like right next to the song oh yeah if i have the word even just the first word yeah that's enough to spark my memory oh for sure yeah because then by then you're already into the flow of it so that helps yeah yeah i watched your first episode of this yeah. of this podcast and you were talking about embarrassing moments uh-huh. um, and immediately i was thinking of one that perfectly ties into what we're just talking about okay because um in high school we had uh, our our big concert for choir was like pops so we got to each senior, or I guess the people that were like in the varsity choir type thing, got to choose a song they wanted to sing, just any song. Okay. As long as it was approved, you can't... Right. I mean, yeah, sort of thing. But you got to choose what song you wanted to sing, and then there was a whole concert where that's what people came to, and they just watched people do like their solo acts or like duets and stuff with people. That's kind of um, fun. Yeah. What if I, this if, well, what was that? Senior? Uh, senior? West High. Oh, that's yeah. Yes. It was, this is my... I think this was my senior year, because seniors that could choose their song it's co- so it's called pops concert oh, okay, okay um and i wish i had like been as into like singing like karaoke style music and stuff because then i would have known what songs i could do well and like pick right. one that's really now i know how to pick crowd pleasers and stuff that i can do well as, and all that stuff but i just picked one that i kind of knew it was a slower acoustic song it was really fun uh it was actually me and my buddy that i did the bible study with this morning uh I had him come and play acoustic guitar, guitar for me as I did it. It's called Mario Kart Love Song, and it's just a really cute song. And it's it, it's so we just sat. He dressed as Luigi. I dressed as Mario. We sat on some stools. He played the acoustic guitar, and I just like serenaded the crowd, lulled him a bit. But if I would have known, I would have done something more fun, more that like fits my personality. You imagine me just being a little bombastic on stage or doing something all star or sure. whatnot. Some, yeah. I mean, or Creed. I mean, if I would have done Creed well, back then. And it's like, don't you? I have so many things like that where I just wish I could go back and mm-hmm. do it over again because yeah. I would have done it better or I would have done it different. Yeah, because I was featured on another person's song because he was okay. he was like he was like hey I want to sing Friday by Rebecca Black. Oh jeez. And so it, like that was you could pick any song and so he chose Friday because that was right when it was it was hot. You yeah, know? yeah. So he was like hey pal you want to do the rap part on that? I was like yeah sure. And I was like yeah okay I've got like like a couple weeks or whatever to, to learn it so I would listen to that song and I'd write down the rap part and make sure I knew it I definitely didn't practice enough but they there was like a rehearsal type thing that we just kind of sang it from the class and this was maybe a week out and I had learned enough of it to where I kind of started and then during class I was going didn't quite nail it but I was like okay it's fine I've still got a week uh, then we got on stage the transition is he's there 
he's kind of singing the chorus part, you know, and then I'm just off stage, so I haven't been on stage yet, and I walk out wearing this like, like leather jacket, some sunglasses, just really swagging it up. Yeah. I come up and I'm like, R B Rebecca Black, and then I was like already off, and then it was already still going, and I was like. I'm definitely not going to pick this back up again in my head, and like this is just in front of everybody. And uh, so I, uh, I was just like, uh, nah, just never mind, keep going. And they had to wait until like the music caught up to where he jumped back in. So we just kind of sat there on stage quietly for like 20 seconds as the rap part would have been going, and then he jumped back in. It ended up working because I mean, a the song was like, like it, it was funny, like it was, yeah. it was fun to do it, and so like that added to how funny it was. But I did still feel bad because it was like you know you mess up and in like the big concert. Oh, I I feel that in my soul because <laughs> I've like I said I've messed up the words to my own songs. Yeah, and like I said, what you're supposed to do in that event, it's hard in that case because you know people know the song. Yeah, but the two things, even if you're not the singer, if you're if you're guitar player or drummer, if you get off or if you mess up something. You just play it off like that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, you know, what I would have I'm supposed to do, and mm-hmm. I did kind of do that. But at the end, I was like, "Yep, forgot the words <laughs> of my own song." It's like you, that's just yeah. you'd never do that. So you could just like yeah, play it off, especially like singing. You could as long as you know the melody, you could be like, just throw a couple of woes in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So or even if you're just mumbling mm-hmm. the words, as long as you know the. Yeah, the melody. Yeah, that's what's cool and what I really appreciate about jazz is they can just, like, take off and it, it, there's no mistakes. It's just like, oh, let's see how we can stumble into something cool. And, right. like, I mean, I guess, like, that's sort of freestyle and um, I'm sure just jam sessions, too, happen like that. It's just like, oh, let's just mess around. Let's just play some stuff and see where it leads. I always appreciate that because I'm not as musically inclined as far as instruments or, I mean, like I said, I was Maybe in choir, but that's it was more just so I could have a blow-off class with my friends. And I love singing, but never was in anything official. So I always appreciate like musical talent. It's right. it's really fun to like watch. Right. Um, okay. So here's one thing. Here's one thing I had on my on my mind that I mm-hmm. wanted to talk to you about. And since we were talking about embarrassing stuff, I figured this is a good point to bring up. Yeah. Out of a, out of all the people I know, or at least the people that I you know hang out with and go out with and all that. You have this innate confidence that I, there's a few people who who are up there too, mm-hmm. but you're one that because we hang out quite a bit. Yeah, and I just <laughs> you know how you know you're, how yeah this. you're talking about embarrassing moments and this innate confidence. I think I know where you're going. With no, that. I'm like well, I, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> I, I had no specific direction, mm-hmm. but I just I just wanted to applaud you for your confidence that you have because it's something I truly wish I had. Mm-hmm. Like I. I so, with Pow, we'll go up to we'll go out to the bars, and there'll be a, a table of lovely ladies sitting mm-hmm. there, just doing their own thing. And sure, we both notice, but unlike me, who will notice and be like, "Oh yeah, they're very like they're very attractive." Uh, sure, it would be nice if they came over to the table, or if or if I had the you know balls to go up and say <laughs> hi. Pow has no issue with that. He'll just go right up to him and be like, and spark up a conversation, and ninety percent of the time, it works. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm I'm thinking specifically that last time that we were, uh, or like when, like there was, because there were the two sitting at like one table there, and then, I think you had you had said something, that was when we were out with like a bunch of other people, like random people. Okay. 
Yeah. And then and then one of the guys at the table was like, yeah. did he just do that? He's got the balls that... So he ordered us a drink while uh-huh. I was standing there. I 100%... I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's 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 all fake confidence. Hey, but, I, I can applaud you for that, too. Because I, yeah. I can't even bring myself to that. Yeah, if you can mentally fake it, then you roll into it. And I've told you this many times when we're out or whatever. It's just like, what's the worst case scenario? Because in your mind, you play it up and it's the most terrifying thing. But say I go up to somebody and I spark up a conversation. I get shut down hard. I just that then I'm just back where I started. No, no ifs or buts. But best case scenario, something might come of that. You know, so it's that's um, yeah. It's 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 really just kind of about feigning that confidence until yeah. I do not have that ability. <laughs> I the only time I can do it is if I've had several drinks in me yeah. and like I just have to be feeling it. Like yeah. there's been a few times that I'll. You know, you'll you'll get me in there, and I can kind of vibe it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even if I've had a few drinks, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just it's there's this mental block, yeah, and I can't get past it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been because uh, uh, I've been seeing this girl for a while, and she kind of like said the same thing. And I mean, I guess she she noticed it too, because I mean that's uh, like like I'm trying not to like hold back. So I mean, if you don't like hold back and you just totally yourself, that comes off as confidence. Not in like a cocky way or something. Right. Like, just like if you're so super comfortable with yourself, that comes off as confidence because people are like, everybody's trying to hide like something, you know, or like play it timid, right. or play the game or sort of thing. But if you just go in and you're just yourself, uh, yeah. Even she was saying that she noticed because I met her friends the other day for dinner, and just right off the bat, just was myself, was cracking jokes with these people I've never met before, and just jumping right in and you know getting myself in conversations. A because I also was trying to impress them because it was like her best friend. She just gotten engaged. So I was just like, like trying to make sure I had some solid footing there. But also, yeah, the more I was just comfortable with it, she was like, "Are you like always like this? Are you are you always like so able to just kind of talk with anybody?" And the more I've done it, the easier it's gotten, and it's it's really nice because, yeah, I feel like I could just talk to anybody or meet random people and be able to find some friends somewhere and not be lost in the corner in the back room of something you know right. so see and i have no problem talking to people just strangers my problem is i don't have like the enthusiasm all the time mm-hmm. sometimes i do if, if the conversation is something that i can get on board with oh yeah but i can't create conversation that's going to become and i can be enthusiastic about just anything yeah you know what i mean i just have a hard time with that yeah because a lot of times i just don't care mm-hmm. i mean if i'm just sitting at the bar and somebody's sitting there and they try and talk to me i'm i'll I'll talk back, mm-hmm. but I'm not always going to be that guy that's able to make it just the most interesting conversation. Oh, And yeah. eventually I lose interest, and I just, you know, yeah. it fades. It's surprising I can I can kind of get away with sort of just talking to people about whatever, but I, I really hate small talk. Like, I hate, yeah. the, I hate just the, like, the, stu- the conversations so that mean nothing. Work? Yeah, or like, uh, I mean, talking about the weather or whatever, yeah, you know. Conversations that you have all the time. Yeah, stuff that doesn't doesn't really mean anything and i get that there's kind of a social aspect of that just to have conversations with people but i'd rather walk right up and first thing be like so do you believe in aliens or whatever you know yeah, something, just something completely out there i was just thinking the same thing yeah. like just start off with the most controversial topics mm-hmm. like so where do you stand on the political spectrum mm, part of it is um and this has kind of just been something that i realized i've done and now i realize i do it and this helps with sort of the jumping in and the confidence thing is that people just tend to get uncomfortable yeah and especially in any situation like whether you accidentally mess up saying something or whatever you know so 
I've, I've made an effort to where I start the conversation in an uncomfortable spot with whoever it is, especially if it's someone new. Um, I mean, you know this, but one of my all-time things that I say, like, when I'm, like, somebody says, oh, hey, pal, how's it going? And mm-hmm. I say, not much. Or if they say, uh, like, what are you up to? I'd be like, pretty good. And so I've rewired my brain to where that's what I say automatically. So, so they're already off. So the wait, I didn't, I didn't say that. What are you talking about? And then it's not that I, not that I'm trying to get like the upper foot on like on the conversation, but I know I won't be uncomfortable. And because the they are. playing field. Yeah, if they get a little uncomfortable, I feel like I can smooth it over to where they're okay with it. Okay. Whereas, yeah, it's always tougher starting off a conversation uncomfortable. And every time people come back from the bathroom I just ask them how was the poop I know god <laughs> I can never <laughs> or like when they leave to the bathroom you say have a nice poop <laughs> yeah and I say sweet dreams uh-huh. and that's that's now my uh, my sign off phrase as well on mm-hmm. on verse and 10 sweet dreams I have an episode called sweet dreams yeah, and yeah. it was it was actually because there was parts in the in the uh, episode that pertained to that mm-hmm. but then I was like ah that's a good homage yeah so yeah I so like that little stuff like that I think the subtlety of understanding awkwardness and it's sort of just mastering the awkwardness more than confidence mm-hmm. I think is a, is a big portion of my my charm I guess or okay. smoothness fair enough <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, you're you're in a somewhat relationship right mm-hmm. like yeah. that's how would you uh, yeah it's it, a, it's it's a complicated situation yeah. I know it's a it's a rough situation because well we, we just met on tinder and it was kind of just you know, casual thing seemed pretty cool. I was like, "Oh, sweet, this super like nerdy girl." Because, mm-hmm. like, I've had, I've I've always had zero luck on Tinder. I hate Tinder. Right. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try one last time. Download the app again, and isn't that how it always is? Yeah. One last time, and then yeah, you end up finding somebody worth yeah. it. So I would, I was, kind of like, I wasn't trying to like, be too cool or anything. I was just literally trying to be 100 percent myself. So my opening line is like. This nerdy Lord of the Rings quote is like my opening yeah, sort, of, yeah, yeah. sort of like pickup line. Um, so I was good because I was able to weed out the ones that were just like, no, I don't want that. You're a nerd or whatever, you know. So which is good because I don't want to invest in that at all. Um, found this one girl, super cool, super into nerdy stuff. So we met up. We've been hanging out. Uh, she's like, but turns out she's leaving. She's moving to Texas in August. So like a couple weeks. So is that for school or? Yeah, she's going. She's going down there so that she can get residency, and then um, after a year being there, she'll go to grad school there. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, she's not going to not leave, and I've only known her for about a month now, like three weeks, three and a half weeks, and so I'm not going. Like we've talked about every possibility because the more that we hang out, the more we're really into each other, and it's like this just sucks, and sometimes that's how it goes, but. So now, what happens in the event that possibly the schools don't like come into session, um, and it's well, just all online? Well, as far as as far as she knows, because she, she has to move there, she's going to be down there for a year before school starts, even oh, because she has to get residency. Sure. So it's not about like she's going to go down and start school right away. Okay. Um, so, so she's she's going. She's got it all set up mm. and and everything. Um, yeah, it's and and the thing is, I I'm never about distance relationships because I just sure. don't think they can work i've never been a fan i've never really had that scenario brought upon me Mm -hmm. but i i can imagine that is something i wouldn't be interested in yeah but i mean you never know i mean for some people they work i'm not saying they don't work for everybody but it's it's just really tough and relationships are already tough enough without Mm -hmm. adding that into it so let's talk about relationships huh yeah how's your relationship life going 
uh, non-existent. <laughs> but <laughs> you're living the single man life, though. But. I am, and I've I fluctuate a lot between wanting a relationship and loving just being single. Mm-hmm. So I, I find myself bouncing between that on a regular basis. Yeah, Pro- probably a week to week basis where <laughs> yeah. I'll. I'll be like, yeah, it would be really nice to, you know, have somebody to just hang out with and mm-hmm. somebody that you know is, you know, with you. Yeah. As opposed to just somebody random mm-hmm. or somebody just that's there for that night. Yeah. Somebody who's like your constant, you know, person. Mm-hmm. And as and as the boys, I mean, we've seen this with every like one of our boys that like gets in a relationship type thing. And it and it, it happens regardless of like how much you you try to fight it or not is that is that once someone's in a relationship, they're not really coming out as often. They're not like yeah. hanging out, and and that's that's understandable because they're with somebody that they're hanging out with, and that's a priority thing too. But even even with us, a I was also like really busy this past like month right. or whatever with all different stuff. But then yeah, like I said, it's a new lady too. Mm-hmm. But I've been wanting to still hang out with you because we'd probably right. hang out like two or three times a week or like go to karaoke At or something least, like that. Yeah. Um, and then it got down to maybe. Maybe once a week or... Well, you're essentially... Were essentially my last single friend... Yeah. That would frequently come out. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, or enjoy, you know... Mm-hmm. Just we do... The, we go out a lot. Yeah. And that's part of it is it's like... I mean, when you are single, it's like... Oh, I get off of work. It's not like I'm... Already have plans with somebody. I can... So I can just hit up Dakota and be like... Hey, you want to meet at the Crystal in right. like 20 minutes? And then we do. Whereas now it's... There's like... Not not in like a bad way, but an already obligation of somebody that you're sure. probably going to hang out with whenever you have free time. So now it's just more of a factor of I just have to plan it out and be like, okay, yeah, Thursday night I'll be off of work, let's do that or something, and just planning out ahead. And that goes the same with like all my friends or hang out with my mm-hmm. family or I have to get coffee with my sister again. I think we missed coffee this week, but I've been trying to be more intentional about knowing when I'm hanging out with people so that way I can actually do it as opposed to just letting friendships, relationships, whatever, go by the wayside right. in favor of stuff swinging, which happens, but that's I'm one thing to be I'm, intentional I'm fairly poor about, too, is that I wish I was better at was just my friendships in general. I, I try and keep keep uh, contact and, like, in touch with a lot of my friends that I don't see as much, but I, I need... To, it's, not that, it's not something I wish I could do. It's something I just need to do because I'm fully capable of doing it. Yeah. It's just... You know, making contact with all my friends mm-hmm. whom I don't see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I just need to. It's not that I don't have time to do it. It's just I never. Like, it, yeah. it skips my mind. Yeah, and there's there's something to be said for that. Where like a lot of people feel like, oh, I feel not included because I didn't get invited to something. But I think everybody feels that to a degree. So I would try to be like, oh, I'm not not invited to something, or I'm gonna be the one to send out the invites because otherwise, I mean, I've had plenty of nights and just like where I just am feeling lonely or whatever I'm just like oh nobody wants to hang out with me but if I make the effort and I hit up everybody and say like hey what are you guys doing do you want to hang out then they feel invited too sure and it's a whole process which has been really cool and I think um, if anything for me personally one of the benefits of this whole shutdown and everything like that is that I kind of hit that moment a little bit just because Mm -hmm. I was like oh like everybody's shut in but it's it's kind of tough because you have to be isolated from people and you're not hanging out as much. But if I when I started the podcast, I was like, okay, this is a. There's many reasons why I wanted to start it. Um, one of which was like that I didn't necessarily think of until a couple weeks in. It was like this is a definite time every week that I'm going to hang out and talk with some, one of my friends. 
Like, it's, it's the same as, like, trying to plan out for drinks, because we'll just sit there and we'll just have a couple of drinks and talk sports. That's that's just, like, what I would do with a friend, you know? But it's planned out enough to where I guarantee I've got, I'm talking to somebody every week and even switching it up or having a couple on or something like that, too. So it's it, it, it's a nice way to socialize that's structured, I guess, which yeah. helps it not just kind of fall off to the wayside. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's stick on relationships just a little bit longer here. So, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a good uh, <laughs> question here that's that's gonna lean into. It's pretty big. If that's the question. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you got to fake the confidence, people. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like, what was what's like the worst date? Let's just say that. I don't want to say date? worst relationship okay, because yeah. let's say what's like the worst date you've ever had. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got one kind of in my head. I, well, maybe a couple. There, well, there's one before I was ever, like, smooth or cool at all. Okay. So, so in high school, um, I started dating this, this one girl that was a trainer. So, like, you know, she's just there taping my ankles every day before practice or whatever. So, like, I'm, you know, kind of get the that nurse vibe from her, whatever type mm. of thing. So, so it was, like, cool. And started talking. Um, I think I went over to her house after school one day, and it's like the first time, and she lived just within walking distance, so we just walked over, and we were just sitting there, like, watching TV on the couch or something, and then her and her mom just start getting into this just yelling fit, and I'm just sitting there just, just real, like, nervous, I, I don't know what to do, um, yeah, I don't even, I think I was way too, I, I don't even really remember how I left, I was just kind of like, oh, maybe I should go, I don't even know if she noticed that I was just leaving, but I just kind of left. But yeah, that was, if, if you consider that a date or anything, which, yeah, that's the closest I'd come to dating sure. back then. So it's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty rough. I got you. Um, what about you? You got any good bad date stories? I know you almost choked death, but that wasn't even a... Yeah, that wasn't really a date. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that would, that would be, that would have been up there for sure. <laughs> um... I'm sure there's some bad ones, but the one that comes to my head, the top of my head, because it, your story reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I would consider this like a date. Um, this God, this would have been like five years ago or so, mm-hmm. something like that. It was a while ago. Um, I was kind of seeing this girl. Uh, and uh, she invited me over to watch a movie at her house, and so she and she asked me if I could pick up beers, and so I did. Um, brought some drinks over. Well, unbeknownst to me, her children were there, who were like five and six, let's yeah. say some four, five, six, and not, like two of them in that range. Yeah. And so and whatever, like I don't care. Uh, it just kind of threw off the vibe a little bit you know it's like i can't that's all good Mm -hmm. so uh we're sitting there watching i I specifically remember the movie was creed okay and so and i already yeah yeah yeah. we watched a full creed concert (laughs) um so we're sitting there and uh her her kids are you know laying on the floor watching the movie Mm -hmm. and i remember her going to the to like the bathroom or to her room or something and i'm just sitting there and then she comes back and just full on straddles me and starts like making out with me and I'm like your kids are like right there you know I was like so like uncomfortable yeah I'm sitting here like this like 
do I like what do I do? Yeah, you know. And how, then, long, how long had you been seeing this girl? It wasn't even that long. Yeah, couple maybe weeks, a couple maybe, weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why I thought, okay, this will just be me and her hanging out. Yeah, it was. This was maybe only the second or third time we had actually like yeah. hung out. And and so then she gets off me, goes to the kitchen, fucking downs a beer, <laughs> rips off a bong. I'm like, your fucking <laughs> children are right here. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was, and then we. Uh, she put her kids to bed. We ended up like going to her room and doing the nasty, <laughs> bumping uglies. A little, like I don't think I don't even think we actually did. Mm-hmm. I think we were just hanging out and fooling around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And but then of course I I had to leave, mm-hmm. and her mother and brother were in the kitchen. Jeez, I don't think they lived there. I think they were just there. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "What? It, that has to be the worst." <laughs> yeah, that's just cringeworthy yeah, more than every, anything all else. All the way yeah. around. Ooh. <laughs> None, and and needless to say, that was the last mm-hmm. <laughs> of those yeah. takes. Uh, I did not want to be put in that situation again. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty rough. Did she want to hang out with you after that? Was she like I reaching out to you, or was it kind I, of just like you guys both let it sort of fizzle out? Yeah, I can't. Sort of that's probably more what happened. I I honestly don't remember how that mm-hmm. ended. Yeah. I do have one more. Okay, yeah, go for it. Um, and this one, like I said, just no luck with Tinder. But this was maybe maybe two years ago or something like that. I'd been back in Montana, but only for like a year or so. Okay. Um, yeah, so one of the many times that I had deleted and then re-downloaded Tinder, um, started talking to one girl. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's, uh, let's go grab some coffee. So... I, I, we hadn't really like talked much on the app because that's also one thing I hate. It's like I'd rather be in person because I can I can talk all I want in person, and then you can actually kind of see so personality go off. You know? That's where we differ. Yeah, text stuff like I'll. Oh, I, and that's the thing. I, I prefer like in person. Yeah, but I'm just not. But you can be smoother over a sort of text. Yeah, thing, so like and that. I'm just more confident. Yeah, and I suppose if I put more effort into it, I probably could. But I also it's like. I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm much more of an interpersonal person. I can. Like, I don't blame you for go that. Go eye to eye with somebody, um, and I'm funnier because I'm a lot wittier. Like when I kind of just. That's another thing I, I lack is is like quick wit. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I am witty, just not quick. Yeah, and it's always whoever gets, says it first gets mm-hmm. the biggest laugh. Unless nobody hears it, then the second person you're like, "Hey, what the hell? You stole my! I said just said that exactly." Sort of um, but anyway, so we we go didn't really know each other or anything like that, but we went to go get some coffee, um, and I told I told my boys. That I was going, I was like, "Hey guys, I got I got a Tinder date because, like, there's you know none of us ever go on dates or anything like that." So I was like, "Cool." And so they knew where I was, and they knew like, I was I was there. Um, we're sitting, just just chatting, and I was like pretty casual, you know, just a first date stuff. So like, oh, like uh, having brothers sisters, like, what do you do? Uh, like I said, it's it's still that small talk stuff, but you have to on first date type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking, and then she just drops a bomb on me, and she's like, "Yeah, this is." Like the first time I've been out since my fiance died, I'm just like, "Oh, so do you like movies?" <laughs> sort of thing. I wasn't quite that abrupt, but it was it was like very tense. And I, I I get from her perspective that like it's she's gonna have be awkward about it, but um, yeah, it was definitely just thrown out there. Um, but I, I, I obviously wasn't gonna like make her feel bad or anything like that. So we just kind of kept talking and. But she maybe she just wasn't ready to start dating or something too. But so like I said, I brought uh, I told my boys like where I was at just so they kind of knew. Um, and if you know Eric and Theo, uh-huh. like we're we're tight. People definitely think we're gay. Um, 
<laughs> and this will strengthen that fact. Oh, boy. Is, uh, I think Theo had ordered online. He got a, a friendship necklace. It was a little heart with three pieces. The heart, heart in the middle piece. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so they just, like... They just walk in, and I see them kind of, like, walk through the door. They don't say a single word as I'm sitting there talking to this girl. They just drop the necklace on the table and keep walking. And so, like, I look at it. I've got the, I've got the F in the BFF, the middle F. Um, and they just walk out the door. <laughs> so I kind of explained it to, to her, like, oh, those are my buddies. And, yeah, we're kind of gay. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. So I, it was just, just the fact of, like, that might have been not, like, a bad date, but it was... That was the last of those. It was too. at least awkward. Yeah, that was, yeah. was quite awkward. It was a rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. Yeah, I haven't really had any like breakup dates or anything like that where someone like throws like throws a fit or like get water from the face or anything. I've had like fights with a girlfriend or something. Oh, or for just, sure. Like, I arguments. Can't you know, imagine but, anybody hasn't. Yeah, but not really any like public screaming matches, anything like that, or right. whatever. Yeah, I can't think of anything quite like that either. I'm. I, I wish I would have thoroughly dug deep on my <laughs> on my memory bank for that but those are some good ones yeah um let's move on talk about the okay so the verse in 10 podcast yes ma'am and it is versed in 10 it used mm-hmm. to be thirst in 10 but now it's verse in 10 yeah, yeah. Uh, explain why that is um so started off thirst in 10 I'd, I'd thought of that concept back when i was in colorado tons of breweries around there microbreweries like huge there kind of started popping there before it kind of like spread to every place in the united states um Plus, I just like sports, and I remember living in Colorado, wanting to listen to, like, just specific, like, Nuggets talk or something like that, but it was almost exclusively you turn on, like, the radio station there, and it's all Broncos. They don't really talk as much Rockies, they don't really talk as much Nuggets. The coverage is exclusively Broncos, which makes sense. That's their biggest market, you know. Um, But I, I wanted something that talked more about, like, other local sports. So, in my head, I... I came up with the name, of course, because that was that's the biggest. That was like the, the biggest part. Yeah, I had to get the pun in there. So, Thirst in Ten, where I talk about a beer, a local beer, and discuss it, and then talk ten. I was uh, it, back then. I was thinking ten local sports topics. Sure. Um, I just hadn't never got around to it. Kind of had that idea just floating around in my head forever. Um, and then once COVID hit, not doing anything. There's only so much Netflix I can watch before I go crazy. I was like, I got to be productive somehow. It's like, oh yeah, I'll start the podcast. So. Review one local beer, and then talk at least one local sports topic with ten other or with nine other sports topics. So, boom, started off. It was it was going well. Had two episodes in. You know, I think we did Street Fight was our first one. Yeah. Uh, Staycation IPA was our second one, and and then I I'd, I'd been thinking it was like okay this is great because I've got an outlet for things that I really enjoy. I love sports and I love beer, but I kind of thought oh if there's something I want to put out there as my own as sort of things that like I'm really into I do want to throw a faith aspect thing in there because I'm, I'm trying to grow as much as I can in my faith and you know make that a big part of what I do and be more intentional about it so I was like okay I can I can switch this up and like I still drink during the shows and stuff too sure. but but also it's like if I swap out like the the beer aspect of it for like a faith based thing then it's like my faith and sports and then now it's more like faith sports beer nerd stuff like like everything. now it's a bit of everything and now it's more eclectic in terms of what i like what represents me I'd which say. is good it's good that um, it's molded itself that way yeah but i also got to keep like i was like oh man 
I got to keep the pun type thing in sure. there because I went versed in ten, which still makes sense and is still like talking sports and like the Bible verse too. Um, but now I kind of talk sports about first half of the show, and I do kind of whatever I want, which is really inspired off of off of this show because like you're like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna talk about what I want. I was like, oh man, I wish I could do that. Wait, why can't I? It's yeah, literally exactly. my show, and I can right. do whatever I want with it. So. I still do talk some sports. I'm sure you talk sports on this here a bit. I, I actually have only talked about, out of six episodes now, I think I've only talked about sports twice. Yeah? Nice. Well, uh, once football rolls back in, you know that'll be... Oh, for sure. Enough, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll pick out a Bible verse, just right at the top of the show, maybe two or three minutes, just read the verse and kind of my little thoughts on it. Nothing too theological as of right yet. Um, just just something encouraging more more than anything else, just to quick word of encouragement then get into the topics have a couple beers with some guys and just discuss things and now like i said now i'm doing stuff that's expanded past sports stuff where i can just talk about movies or like any kind of random nerd things video games you know just yeah. and just anything i want to which is really fun well i like that you said that this podcast inspired you for that because this podcast is inspired by the fact that you started yeah. a podcast in general yeah and you know i've had a podcast before but we hadn't really been doing it mm-hmm and so I was like, you know, I, I enjoy doing podcasting. I enjoy mm-hmm. being on them. But I've never listening really... to podcasts for sure. Because you're, oh, you're yeah. one of the more, like you, like all the guys that have been on my podcast are big fans of the Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. which I still haven't. Michaela's a big fan of it too. Oh, really? So it's like, yeah, I really just have to get into it because everybody else is. Yeah, I'm definitely inspired by all the podcasts I listen to. But the fact of doing it was certainly inspired by the fact that you started one. And I was mm-hmm. like, why can't I have my own that I host yeah. rather than being like a co-host? Or rather than being a guest, mm-hmm. like I'd, I'd like to have one that I'm, it's it's mine, yeah. you know. So, so that was definitely inspired by you. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, kind of piggyback on the conversation of of religion, mm-hmm. which is something that we really don't talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I uh, mean, we've had discussions, kind of just sitting at a bar, just like we sure. talk random stuff. But we've never really yeah. gotten in depth about oh, yeah. it. Um, so, I guess let me start by by telling you my yeah yeah ask because i, I kind of understand where you stand on uh on, on faith mm. and kind of kind of grew up whatnot. in the church and stuff like that too right yeah yeah so um for me i was raised catholic mm-hmm. which i was thinking about this and i feel like everybody who's raised catholic is just that they're raised <laughs> catholic they never really like stay catholic mm-hmm. it's usually you know? the grandmas that are like the ones that yeah keep a kick everybody's ass into the keep kick them in Making sure they're staying. Yeah, it just seems like all the famous people I ever hear that say that, yes, I was raised Catholic. It's never, I'm Catholic. Yeah. So Other I think. Other like I, Stephen Colbert, yeah. Right. I just thought that was funny that, you know, so so I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. I've been baptized. I've received communion. I went to, you know, uh, Sunday school and did all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we never were like regular churchgoers. Mm-hmm. We would go. Every now and again, but we weren't like steady every Sunday churchgoers. More like holidays and stuff. Kinda, yeah. Definitely for Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Um, big, and shout gra- out, big shout out to Jesus. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Jesus, Lord and Savior. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my grandma was really big into the religious aspect, mm-hmm. and she was the one who kind of kept us kept us in that it's always the grandmas man i know yeah that's our my grandma was the one kind of like spearheading everybody into it too yeah yeah. and so um i don't know we i can't really pinpoint when 
it fell off for me, mm-hmm. the, the religious aspect of it. Um, I, I would definitely consider myself spiritual mm-hmm. still. Um, I wouldn't consider myself religious, per mm-hmm. se, because it's just so hard for me to really get behind any one religion. Yeah, and a lot of it is kind of, like, tied up in, like, denominational stuff, and it's like, oh, well, are you, like, Catholic or Presbyterian or Christian yeah. or whatever and stuff, and so there's a lot of minutiae there that is kind of hard to decipher and, like, kind of gets lost in the muck of what's really important. Well, I have a hard time with, you know, there's so many religions... But they all can't be right, can they? Or can they? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's it's just it's such a hard deal. It's like either either one is right and the rest are wrong, or they're all right, which is also kind of a you know, that's that's a mm-hmm. tough situation in itself. Like they both they both have big implications to to mm-hmm. them, and it's like, like I said, I I still view myself as spiritual. I believe in a spirit and a soul. Um. I believe, do, uh, I, I do believe in a higher power, whether that's, you know, the Christian God or or just, you know, some creator mm. or whatever it is. Some kind of intelligence something design that's, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. something that's, that m- everything kind of is built around. Yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe in that. But uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of aspects to religion that that throw me off. I I, I personally believe in like evolution. Mm-hmm. I believe in, but but here, an interesting thing my grandma told me once was because I asked her about evolution mm-hmm. at a young age, and she said, and all she said to me was, "Well, you know, I, I I actually had a conversation with a priest about this once, and he and he said to me that um, whether it's Adam and Eve or evolution." It all comes from the same God. And I'm like, you know, like, okay. Like, Mm -hmm. evolution doesn't deny God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, like, take away the aspect of God. Oh, yeah. Because it can still be created from... Yeah. And I think there's, yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions in, I mean, with anything. And religion's the huge topic. Like, I think it's, like, the most important decision someone can make, like, an understanding sort of the universe. It's, like, the meaning of life sort of question. You know, that's, it's all tied up in that... But I think there's definitely a lot of it. It has that sort of political aspect where you jump in one camp or the other, mm-hmm. and so it's it's like, oh well, this is something that disqualifies everything, or this is something, so it has to disqualify all those other things, sort of thing. So it's, yeah, it, it definitely gets mucked up by all that stuff. When and and there's a lot, like I said, a lot of misconception. So there's, I mean, you know, people that are assuming, oh well, like you're you're, like you follow like. Jesus and Christianity and stuff. Well, why don't you like like oh you still work on Sunday or whatever and all these yeah. other things. But like there's like then as as you know more and you study too, it's like you you understand the difference of oh there's like Mosaic law which was like pre Jesus was like that's what the Jewish people followed based on like what God had told them to do. And then Jesus came and he's like all right now I've fulfilled the law and now you can like live through more through like faith than than some of these acts and some of these like customs that you're supposed to do which is where yeah a big balance is is sort of like is it is it faith-based is it acts-based sort of thing and i think um catholicism tends to lean more towards act-based like oh say three hail marys and like you're Mm -hmm. good to go or like you get baptized and boom you're you're all set oh i know you can go to hell for just about anything Mm -hmm. in catholic faith Mm -hmm. and i think i mean there's there's something to that but it's also like where what absolves you of that is kind of the questions like if you believe 
that Jesus like absolves you of it, then you put it on him and then not that you don't have to worry about it, but that's like you're you're clean like through him. So you're that that's what makes you that's what makes you right with God. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not like you have to keep earning your way up because everyone's broken, everyone's imperfect. So you you can never earn your way to be as good as God. You have to put your faith in Jesus. And there's yeah, there's a whole yeah, there's a varying spectrum on how much people put into one camp or the other is and yeah. Yeah, another like something I definitely feel about with religion is that it's it definitely gives you a guideline just to being a good person. Like I think there's there's many positives to religion as a whole. I also think unfortunately there's a lot of things with religion that kind of it's it's very um, based on interpretation. Mm-hmm. So like different religions can kind of interpret the Bible and interpret things in the way that they see it and so that's how they you know mm-hmm. project it upon everyone mm-hmm. and it's like I've always just figured you know as and it's good to have a, a congregation of learning yeah but I feel like everybody who sees themselves as religious needs to do their own you know journey oh yeah and kind of see things through their own perspective rather than being told yeah this is how it is because this is what we're telling you it is yeah and also you see a lot of you know corruption in the church and a lot of just like um like with these televangelists or mm-hmm. you know, whatever yeah televangelists yeah stuff, them yeah. and mm-hmm. there's a lot of like manipulation oh for sure yeah and so that that gives religion a really bad stain i feel like mm-hmm. um I've never had any personal experiences with that, mm-hmm. but it's just from the outside looking. Oh yeah, and that can definitely turn people off to it and stuff. And I think there's definitely something to be said. And a lot of times, people view like religion just like in itself as an institution, which there's definitely something of that. But it's like, oh well, this is this is the church, and this is kind of things the church has done in the past. Whether it's like like wars or crusades or like sure. or whatnot or certain stances on political topics or things like that. And that's what draws them away from it. Mm-hmm. But really, like when it boils all the way down to it, my my advice to people, anybody that like is thinking, is that it's it's not about like this group of people. Or like, there's there's things that built into that and stuff too. It's not about the building that you go to. It's not about the political stance with all these things. It's your own relationship with God. And that's and that's what every like like I said, whether it's like you believe that there's some sort of intelligent design or mm-hmm. not, or whether like and how how you think that is because. It, you can go your whole life without really, like, trying to resolve that, but everyone has that question and everyone has to deal with that. And I, th- I think that's one thing that someone that's trying to grow in faith, like you said, not taking things blindly. Like, I, I've had, like, if you haven't struggled with your faith, there's there's questions that you don't know the answers to and there's things that you want to learn and know more about. And some things you kind of have to resolve is just, just like this is something I I believe in just on hard just faith it's just like I I believe in this sort of thing and yeah I you you have to ask questions if and not just for the sake of being able to argue somebody like I I want to know this is my eternal soul you know I want right. to figure out like what's what's real and what's right so yeah I think there's a difference between a lot of people seeing like oh this is stuff that happens in the church or this is things that the church has done like taking all that out of consideration 
And it's just it's the most interpersonal thing you do. What what do you believe your relationship is with God? What happens when you die? Like that that's and how do you resolve that? And I think like I, I know I, I'm I think this way, but it's like that's it, it it's out there as as this Christian faith as Jesus like came for that specific reason and for us and then everything that comes after that as well. But if you can resolve yourself to I I believe Jesus is is the way into heaven is mm. is is there to save my soul, everyone's like eternal soul. Then that's that's the foundation of what I think then people can build off. But like you said, people are are imperfect and once you stray in any direction from that foundation, then you get interpretations and different types of things and people arguing over different things. Like uh Judaism, so like the Jewish people, um Muslims and Christians all have the same first five books of the Bible. It's the Torah, it's the the Quran, mm-hmm. and the Bible. The first five books, they're all, it's all the same account. And there's different, like, wordings and things like that, too. But I remember when I first learned that, I was like, wait, really? They all have, they all believe this same God and that he did these things? And then it, then it strays after that, because mm-hmm. then it believes, like, oh, well, this person was an actual prophet for this, or this person was the Messiah, or whatnot. And then, yeah, then you get branches off, too. But it was, it was interesting to me that it's, like, those those ones that you see the most strife w- amongst each other, yeah. it's because they have this belief, and they believe that, like, yeah, you, they're like, oh yeah, you know the basics, but, like, the important part is, is, is wrong, so they just argue over, like, the important parts that, to them, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, with, that's with anything. It can be religion, it can be politics, it can be just, you know, well, I, something like that. I certainly believe that, like, you mentioned, you know, any black stains made upon, you know, the church or anything like that. I think, evo- you know, religion evolves just as much. So you can't really hold those things accountable for, for things that happened in the, in the past. Um, but what, what would, here's something I always like mm-hmm. struggle with here too. What's your thought on the afterlife? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just like heaven or, or what is your vision of the afterlife? Um, and, and see, that's like the easy question would be to say like, Oh, it's pearly gates and it's yeah. just the perfect paradise kind sure. of thing. But honestly, it's it, it's so outside of human concept. In, in my belief is that uh, God, as like an entity that created humans, he's essentially incomprehensible. Like yeah. our, our minds can't comprehend that that level. It's a different plane of like existence, sure. sort of thing. You know, it's it's just impossible for us to comprehend it. So it's it's being one with him because after humans were introduced to like sin in like Genesis, so like the beginnings of human humans and humanity, you know, introduced this, there, there is something broken in people. And that's, that's not like, I'm not trying to slight people or say like, Oh, like a lot of people use that as like, you are filled with sin and you will burn in hell. Like repent now sort of yeah. thing. And they're just like really angry about it. It's, it's just, a fact that pe- people are broken. Nobody's perfect. Sure. You can say it. You can either say nobody's perfect, or you can say you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> like it's the way you deliver it, and essentially means the same thing. Because the only way. Okay, so I, I kind of use an analogy like this sometimes. But God is like in the beginning. There was just this this pure substance, 100% absolute pure substance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and people were made in his image and they resembled that enough to where they could like like they could walk with God in the Garden of Eden and things like that and it was still pure in that sense but once sin was introduced even the best person has one spot it's the 99.9 percent but that means they are separated from God now because God can't be that 100 percent absolute pure if he's got a piece of him that's 99.9 you know and so so that causes the separation but Jesus is the bridge between those that are broken because through Jesus who is also this pure substance we we're we're cleaned like we kind of like he looks to us and it's like okay we're either clean or unclean but in our place as a sacrifice for us in our place is Jesus so he sees Jesus as this pure substance as well and so that's that's our bridge into back into that that pure higher plane of not under like something we don't understand is it's 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 pure like love and like like joy and it's 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 what we are were originally meant to be and because we're created in the image of god so it's like there's something about human nature that when we do experience joy and love and peace and things like that that is what we're meant to that's almost like a taste of what we're meant to in the afterlife and and so i was supposed to live forever um but we can't do that on our own. Another analogy I use is, like I said, there's... And I'm, I know I'm rambling, too. No, but, you're good. You're but, good. Uh, another analogy I use is that, sort of like like I said, that first person that was introduced to sin, they might be totally, like, pure, other than the 99.9%. That 0.01% is still enough to separate us totally from God. So I imagine it as God is on one end of the Grand Canyon and all humans are on this other side. No matter how good you are in life, like you could be just this world-class long jumper, you know, and you you run, you can jump like farther than any humans ever jump. You can jump 100 feet, you know, just straight up you can bound that far because you've worked your whole life and you've done everything right and you can w- jump that far. You're still going to, that's the Grand Canyon. You know, you're not going to get to the other side. But, and that, that goes the same for somebody who can't jump at all, who's just living like, in full sin doesn't care whatever but they'll still fall into the pit um, the only way is through trust in Jesus who built a bridge and so Jesus is this bridge between us and the other side of the Grand Canyon yeah you can keep trying to jump all you want but there's only so much that you can do and it's never going to be enough and that's that's not to sound like like pessimistic but it it's not it's just impossible to and and there's there's something to be said for trying to like bettering yourself and but once you trust in Jesus and you walk on that bridge you you go the whole way there uh, and that's sure. yeah and i think that might be where we might have a disconnect between the two of us mm-hmm. and because i do i, I do like to, but i do believe in an afterlife mm-hmm. i don't think we're ever meant to know what that is until we find it mm-hmm. um, but as far as like th- the being a good person and and it's hard for me because you know I, I'm I've been on the religious side and I'm kind of straight away but I think I like to think I live my life pretty pretty good mm-hmm. and pretty you know I, I do good things and I think those who do good you know I, I don't my the, the God I feel is not wouldn't wouldn't reject somebody who's done good that hasn't found, you know, 
Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, what if what if you're somebody who's never been taught, and then mm-hmm. but you do good your whole life. And- and there's, like, an aspect of that of, like, the innocence, too. And it's, like, there's prompting of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Which is, uh, which is essentially, uh, now it's, like, theological stuff. And we were just talking, like, like Holy Holy Trinity stuff this morning, too. And some of it was over my head. And a lot of it's over my head. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, saying I'm an expert in any of this, too. So please don't take anything I'm saying as, like, uh, just ask your own questions. If you have questions, like, to me, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'm learning, too. But part of that aspect of there's like God as one full unit you know but at some point there's God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and the Son is Jesus who came down as that bridge and the Holy Spirit is another aspect of that triune like entity but that's the part that like lives in us and like that's that's our prompts our soul and our spirit in in that sense you know so um, if if someone I, I, I think and so in everyone's Life, there's either, there's some aspect where they, they've been prompted by the Holy Spirit, and it's whether, and that can be someone who's never encountered another human being before in their life, and they're just kind of raised in the wilderness or whatever. There's there's some aspect that God created us, and somehow through through their spirit, through His Holy Spirit, they will be prompted as to whether this is like their soul will will you know if they don't know the name of Jesus like they th- there's there's an aspect to that where it's like there's there's an innocence that God leads people through and there's there's something within everybody that everybody has that choice sure um yeah I, I definitely I do believe in like I said I do believe in the afterlife and all that stuff mm-hmm. because and I and I think a lot of that to me comes from because there's, there's definitely times I've doubted it right. and, and just questioned it. But then when somebody passes, you find so much more comfort in the thought of that at least. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I found my most comfort is like knowing or just like feeling that out. Like when somebody passes that you're close to and then you, then you really start thinking about it and it's almost like it becomes very clear. Mm-hmm. You feel it more deeply that you know, there's something more. Mm-hmm. It's not just here and we're done. Yeah, it's literally, the, like I said, the biggest thing that humans oh, can, can deal with is like, is death, and that's like that's the giant question. And so, yeah, there's there's something to be said for, um, and I I get this for on both sides because some people will be like, oh well, religion is just so you don't feel bad when people die. I I get that can be like a someone's opinion of it, and but but also that's 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 life and that's kind of part of why it's there is like that's we we do die right what are you going to do with that information you know and yeah. it's yeah so last last bit of religious topic because i had to br- I, I thought oh. about this in the middle and i had mm-hmm. to bring it up uh thoughts on scientology scientology and mormonism <laughs> and, um and uh, uh what's the other um like jehovah's witness um, see, I don't, I don't know, as, like as much as far as the fine, fine details on like all those things. But like I said, um, it, 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 a lot of it's just kind of human, human error and interpretation as well. And sometimes it's, it's um, accidental interpretations. Like someone with a full, like, 
like wanting to do good, but they just totally are misinterpreting and misunderstanding something, can spread that misinformation. I mean, the spread of misinformation in today's day and age, like. Well, I find with like at least with Mormonism and with Scientology, mm-hmm. these were literally religions just created by by some guy mm-hmm. that they were just like, this is what this is now. Yeah. And I'm just gonna make like I'm gonna write a whole book about it, and mm-hmm. like this is just what it is, mm-hmm. and then people just follow it. Yeah. And see, that's and that's the that's the tough aspect too, because I mean that's essentially what how how a lot of these like these original like prophets and yeah and like disciples and stuff like that and like the like they there's something to be said for actual like God breathed like information. So it's like there's there's this vision, um, but whether or not we as individuals can discern this person actually did like get a vision and this is like I should listen to what they're saying because God's using them for whatever purpose in this way or this is just somebody saying something. Sure. Uh, it's that that's again goes back to the Holy Spirit and I think there's something that everybody has to wrestle with as far as like disseminating that information and and figuring out what they're picking and pulling from each thing and whether they believe something in that aspect is true. But like I said, a, another people people do intentionally just like full intent be like, yeah, no, I'm I'm misleading people in this way and that's and that that sucks and that does happen and then people follow and lead other people in so then you get like oh maybe that one person who was misleading people is already dead and gone or whatever but now you have a bunch of people who are true zealots for whatever they were originally saying and like they're they're running with it so what happens to these people uh see like i said that's there's a there's that same whole aspect of like like being prompted by the Holy Spirit and and knowing as much as you can and so that it's like it's someone that was like me I, I've tried to learn as much as I can about like other religions and things sure. like that as well not necessarily that I'm saying like oh I want to see if this is right or like make sure mine's the one that checks out there's an aspect of that too but it's also how do people come to understand this is the correct way type of thing mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just it's a personal decision in everyone's own heart that they have to be like this this isn't the right way or this is the right way and when when you have your own thing and your own belief it's easy to say like yeah well my way is right and every other way is wrong but that's that's there, there's no real other choice you know See, and, and so, I wonder I wonder too if perhaps we're all just I mean we truly are all part of this, of one divine creation if said divine creation is the way it is and mm-hmm. that's how I see it too but and I suppose everybody has their own thought on that because then you have atheists and you have you know agnostics and mm-hmm. stuff who don't believe in anything mm-hmm. or really don't believe in or there's people who just believe in directly of science yeah but I mean I think no matter what we're all designed to believe and feel our own way and therefore you know that's just how it is like like you said, you you kind of have to feel it out in your own heart and soul mm-hmm. as to what your direction is. But I don't know that any one direction is wrong, so long as what you're as so long as it makes you a good person and and a wholesome and you live wholesomely. I don't know that any one direction is wrong. Mm-hmm. If, I understand. Yeah, you know? I understand where you're coming from for sure. Yeah, it's, that's just it, my perspective yeah. on it. Whereas, like, it's a. It's it's a prompting. It, it's like the like a conscience almost type of yeah. thing. Is what you're saying. So it's yeah. like if someone conscience kind of can 
feel its way out in any number of religions too. It's like, oh, like this is the conscience that that's this is what bred like Hinduism or whatever, and this is what bred all this stuff. And too. I wonder if if like perhaps every soul is designated to a different place. You know what I mean? Like if we're all just like innately drawn to a certain you know, you know a certain way, and therefore it's because our spirits maybe end up in different places when it's all said and done. Mm. Because we're just immediately drawn to those. I mean, there's so many questions you could really, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and like I said, that you can you can have any question because I mean, as like on Earth, as far as like people who are like you need the proof, the physical, mental like understanding of like this is what happens when you die, and I've seen it, and so like now I this is this is what happens. I mean, it. That's why I said it's a question of faith because I mean, then it's then it's what do you actually believe? Because other than that, it's just theorizing and things like that whereas like with with like religions and different faiths it's like i i do put full faith in that this is what somebody who has an understanding and experience of the afterlife i i believe that's that's i believe that person sort of thing and so that's and then you go from there and it's it's choosing which which understanding of that is correct. Otherwise, yeah, you can just say, like, we could say we're in the Matrix, we could say whatever yeah, exactly. sort of thing, you know. This uh, could all just be a simulation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, so it's, it's really, like I said, it's it's just more than anything else externally, and there's there's a lot in just studying as much as possible, but it's, it's just intimate one decision between you and and God, and that's, yeah. it, that's, that's what it is at its core, and that's everything else comes after that. Let's move forward. Yeah. One well, thing that, we, that was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that was good. Yeah, appreciate it. No, I've, I've, you're about one of the only people I can really like mm-hmm. dive into the religion yeah. aspect. Which is what I love, too. And I think more people should just have conversations about it, not arguments. Like, no, for sure. Like, I, like, literally, yeah. I mean, I'll talk to anybody about it. Or I agree with that on, like, politically, yeah. religious, you mm-hmm. know. We could talk social issues, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah, that's the only but, way people can kind of, like, grow and become and better learn. people and learn. Like... Or at uh, least have uh, understanding. Yeah, that's one of my. Uh, uh, there's a quote from Game of Thrones because I was kind of going through some Game of Thrones, but one of the things was like, "Oh, you want me to make peace with my enemies?" And he's like, "That's what making peace means. You have to make peace with your enemies. You don't make peace with your friends." Like, yeah, that's how you grow and that's how you understand people is like people that are different from you or have some other bit of knowledge like in one direction or the other because every, nobody's the same. So everybody has some bit of information that you don't. Right. So if you can be real and like genuine with them and absorb that and disseminate your own information too that's how people grow and that's what a lot of people are really defensive against it's a natural thing too but that's why we have so much tension and conflict in the world right now sure uh we gotta talk about movies yeah yeah, that's we that's one of the things i've been dying to talk because like i i definitely have a you know a love for movies but i don't know if i have a love for movies quite like you Mm -hmm. So let's start off by talking about the fantasy movie league. Okay, yeah. I think I think we got it. I, I want you to explain it because mm. you've explained it to me already. I understand it. Mm. But for anybody watching or yep. listening, maybe they'd be interested in doing the same thing if uh, if they're big movie fans or yeah. if they have a group of fan, uh, people that are movie fans. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and explain. This is something you thought up of or yes. is it something you and your friends um i i came up with it because i had, i wanted to get them into so patented stuff. by Powell. yes yeah um, so so let's hear it 
how's the fantasy? Because it's like fantasy football mm-hmm. or fantasy basketball, mm-hmm. or fantasy sports. Yeah, because I had uh, I, I almost brought it up when I was talking about Tenet because it's like Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be the big movie coming out. Which, like I said, COVID has kind of ruined all my fantasy leagues, movie yeah. league included. Um, but it, it it started about um, I think we're on the third year of it. My 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 close friends, my high school friends, they're not as into sports, but I do love fantasy football especially and like I, I just love kind of diving in it makes it so I can watch a random game between like the Jets and the Bills or something like that right. a game that I would not care about but I have a fantasy player on there and that's my whole week is like hinging on it so I'm way more engaged in every game I know the players more I know the game better um, it, it just it really helped enhance my love for the game and it's there's analytics and stuff in, that come into play it's just really fun and and even like maybe throw like fifty or a hundred bucks in, but that's for the whole season. And so those people that aren't as into just watching the games, like there's still something in it for to like hold on to, and so it's, they're still motivated. Um, but me, I'm just a very competitive person. Yeah. So I'm motivated just on the sheer fact of I want to win. Of have yeah, of wanting to pick the right team. Yeah. Yeah, and being the proud of team. being proud of like. My draft picks and just oh, it's it's so much fun, mm-hmm. and there's so much that goes into it. So I I tried to convince my friends for a while. It was like, hey, you guys, we should do a fantasy football league. It, I I promise you, you don't have to be crazy into football. It's it's analytics. Like if you just kind of go and you don't have to watch a single game, you just understand how the point system works and who's doing what, who's hurt, who's like injured, what trades are happening, things like that. You you'll get into it. I promise. And they're just like, ah, no, maybe not, but. Then I had the crazy idea. It's like, well, what if I started a league that was like fantasy sports, but it was for movies? So I called it our Fantasy Blockbuster League. And how this works is at the beginning of every year, so every calendar year, you know, we usually draft at the end of December because we'll, we'll get a list and see what movies have been announced to come out that year. And movies are already in production and stuff too, so we kind of like th- there's enough information on especially the big movies that are coming out that year. Um, we'll we'll draft uh, towards the end of one year for that next year. So for the calendar year of 2020, you know. Okay. Um, and we we do snake draft style. Right now we've got five of us in the league, and we have seven movies each. So we go first person has the first pick, and they go all the way to the fifth. That fifth person has the turn, so they get two picks, and then goes back around until everybody's drafted seven movies. Uh, the the criteria for how a movie gets scored. Is is twofold. One is its Rotten Tomato score. So once it comes out and it has it's been reviewed, uh, and I just picked Rotten Tomatoes. I don't necessarily like it as an aggregate for like, oh, this movie's got a hundred percent, so it must be good, or it's got forty percent, it must be bad. But it's it's one that a lot of people use, and it's it's the most advertised score kind of that people use, and and people know of it. Do you so, use the Rotten Tomato score, or do you use both the fan and Rotten? Tomato? Uh, just the just the critic Rotten Tomato okay, score. Okay. So just the critic Rotten Tomato score, um, that percentage gets transferred into points. So if it's one hundred percent, it would get ten points. Okay. If it's sixty five percent, it gets six point five points. Okay. And so on and so forth. So you have that score for the movie, and also you add its uh, weekend uh, box office, its opening weekend box office, and so we'll go off a of box office mojo. They update their site as movies come out and opening weekend say an average like a movie can make any like sometimes they bomb and they barely make anything or 
you get the big tentpole ones like the Marvel ones, stuff like that, up hundred million or or upwards. We just use the domestic. So say you have a movie that makes sixty five million opening weekend domestic, and that that'd be a pretty decent one. Say it gets like like seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So you get that seven point five of the Rotten Tomatoes, and that sixty five million we convert to points as well. So we, that would have six point five million. So for every for every ten million, it gets one point. Gotcha. But yeah, you you go to you go one decimal place over. Gotcha. So for every one million, it gets point one point. Okay. Uh, so six point five for the box office, seven point five for the Rotten Tomato score, and that's fourteen points. Yeah, so it would have 14 points, and that would be the total score for that movie, and then then that movie's out. And so at the end of the year, you total up all the movies, and whoever has the highest score wins the league. Sure. Uh, we created a couple trophies because obviously you got to have some trophies at the fantasy league, and these these are these are inspired. They're they're really good because we're a bunch of nerds, so we're like let's combine a bunch of nerd stuff into this nerd trophy. So it's Thanos's gauntlet with all the Infinity Stones in it wearing the one ring from Lord of the Rings and he's holding Luke's lightsaber. Um, and we've got like a whole podium it sits on. There's plaques that like have engraved names on them for the winners. Um, and then the loser's trophy, we're like, we got to make it mirror this but just in the crappiest way possible. So we've got like just a wooden box as opposed to the winner's trophy sits on like, they look like movie reels, mm -hmm. like the movie reel canisters and it's, it's really exquisite. Eric made them and like they look great. Yeah. Uh, and then he made the loser's trophy which is just a wooden box, just a crappy looking wooden box. Uh, it says like "Fantasy Loser," uh, and it's just a it's just a rubber glove, like a yellow rubber glove, like a dishwashing glove, with like some drawn on Infinity Stones. It's wearing a it's oh it's wearing a ring that has like a middle finger going up, so it's just a middle finger ring. Oh, also it's it's going like this. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what the the hand is positioned as, and it's it's holding a dildo. <laughs> I can't believe that's what's funny to me. Somebody went and bought that. No, we all went together to get the dildo. Yeah, we all went together to get it, and then like I had to drop something off at my mom's house. So like right after I was, I was like, "Hey, yeah, look what we got." And she's like, "Oh, you guys are ridiculous." That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so we have that. We added a couple other elements to it too, and as as the years have gone by, we've figured out sort of the systems of like you can do trades, you can do pickups. Um, there's a whole point system that you can trade points as well. So we're like, oh, well, what's a, what's a big event? So we decided the, the Oscars every year. We'll just do a normal sort of Oscar pool. We pick 10 uh, categories. So like best director, best actor, yada, yada, 10 categories. And we just we select what we think is going to win the Oscar for that year. Each one we get right, we get a point. So that just gets added to our total at the so end. So this is all included to yeah. the... Yeah, this is all cumulative gotcha. like with the movies. So... So it's one point for every one you get right? Yes. Okay. So you can get up to ten points. But a uh, new thing we did this year, which is really interesting, is that you have those ten points or however many points you got from the Oscars, uh, and you can use those to spend in trades. So mm -hmm. if I said, oh, I, wanna, like, I want Black Panther. I have like Spider-Man or something like that. Just, ran just random movies, you know. So it's like, I'll give you Spider-Man and three points if you give me Black Panther. And each of us have our own system on what we've estimated all these movies to make, mm -hmm. so we can do trades that way. And now this year is the first year we've kind of implemented the uh, the point system, which has allowed for a couple of trades, and it's been really fun and exciting cool. to do it that way. With pickups, we do it has to be at least two weeks before the movie comes out, because then you can 
get within two weeks and be like, oh, it's gotten a lot of critical reviews and it's garbage, so I'm going to drop it for something else. Which sometimes they do get early reviews, but we figure two weeks is a hard window just to... Because some, sometimes they'll have like a Rotten Tomato score and not come out for six months. Because mm-hmm. they premiered at some like indie festival somewhere. Uh, but we'll so we'll get our two week window. If it's if it's within that time, you can drop the movie, and then you can pick up another movie. So you're like, oh, this, I saw a trailer for a movie that I didn't even know was coming out. I'm gonna drop this movie for like something else. Uh, drop movie A for movie B. It but you have to send it in the group text that we have, and everyone else in the group has 24 hours to challenge. So if they do want to challenge, if if it's 24 hours or up, then then that's it. You automatically get your, your movie you picked up. But other people can pick up the movie you did drop because it's on the waiver, essentially, now. Right. Um, if somebody decides the challenge within that 24-hour period, the rest of the group members make trivia questions mm, based around the, right. mo- the movie that's trying to be picked up. Uh, so if it was like someone was trying to pick up Forrest Gump, they can set trivia questions based on like Tom Hanks movies or like Robert Zemeckis films or something like that. And the two people like battle it out and they have a trivia battle whoever wins gets to pick up the movie right on yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a whole system it's super fun and it's really I was surprised how like how well the point system worked out because I just kind of made it arbitrarily after, on and during the first year but the first like two years all five of us had been within like ten points of each other so it was like really close so it's it, it seems to work out pretty well in that that box office ratio to the Rotten Tomatoes ratio seems to do pretty well. Um, yeah. So, so it's, if anybody's interested in that, that's how that's how the game yeah, is played. Super fun. Hit me up if somebody knows how to like make an app and get this like going. Because hell yeah, that'd be way I've, cool. I've thought about that. I was like, that would be really fun to get an app going. I can see people wanting to do that. For sure. Yeah. So I wrote out some movie questions for you. Ooh, I know movie questions. So these are all going to be based on your opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is purely opinion based towards you. Mm-hmm. So. Let's, let's just go down. Ready? Yes. We'll kind of lightning round it. We don't have to... You know, I've got to speed through it, but... Mm-hmm. Just to kind of word more yeah. point answers, yeah. Favorite genre of movie? Suspense. Okay. Like thriller or... Yeah, I like like an Inception type of thing. Something like that really okay. makes you think. But, I mean, other than that would be, like, anything nerdy. So, fantasy or sci-fi. Okay. So, fantasy how, about, sci-fi. how about Lee's favorite? Probably romantic movies. Okay. And, and there's, there's something to be said. There's some good romantic movies, but... In general. Gotcha. Okay, how about uh, the movie that made you laugh the most? Dumb and Dumber. Okay. That's <laughs> one of my top Because it still does. And everything in there is great. But I remember... Very when quotable. I, when I first watched it and really got it. Okay. Uh, Monty Python as well is up there. There you go. Um, most overrated movie. <sighs> movie that had the most hype and but let you down. At the time, it was Mad Max Fury Road, but I've come to really appreciate that as the visual masterpiece that it is. Um, people talk up Drive, the one with uh, Ryan Gosling, okay. as like this masterpiece. It's a garbage movie. I'm trying to think of movies that I'm like, that's a garbage movie, and people think it's... Oh, wait. What's the question? What movie like let me down the most? Well, most overrated movie, but mm. it could be... Like, I figure from a personal standpoint, one that you were really excited to see... But well, then that then that's got to be just one, and it's 
Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay. Because <laughs> I was so stoked for it because I love that show, and we talked about it a little bit too. It's like I love that show, and it's like, oh, they're making a movie. It's live action. It's awesome. And it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Are you excited for the live action series? Yes, because it's made. It's being run I by the showrunners, and uh, yeah. Netflix so let's go off that aspect that you said before. Movie that everyone loves, but it's mm-hmm. actually not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, In that sense of an overrated movie. I know mine. What's yours? Yeah. Avatar. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, overrated. I think it's fine, and especially when it came out, watching it in three D was was a marvel. It was a spectacle. The fact that they're trying to make like six more is a little ridiculous. To oh, me. I hear you. Mm, I might have to I might have to come back to that one because I'm trying to think of one that people generally love. That's okay. We yeah. give us some thought. We'll yeah. go. How about best Disney movie? And I'm talking Disney animated. You okay. can include Pixar if you want, but animated Disney movie. Rewatching The Lion King was incredible. That's that's, that's got to be way up there. I love Toy Story. If we're including Pixar, but if I'm going just classic Disney animation, Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm in that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm. Me too. I'm the I'm the big big fat dude with the no. <laughs> savage is yeah. savage is barely even human. So terrible. <laughs> My buddy's saying that to me in high school all the time. That's so terrible. <laughs> and he like he didn't mean anything by it, but it was like because he he would just say like power did power. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so freaking porter. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Hercules too, but Mulan's mm-hmm. great. They're all great. So if I had to pick one, I'm just gonna throw out a Lion King and Toy Story. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna kick myself because I'm <laughs> favorite. I already know the answer to this, but favorite movie series. So you ah Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you might not know because I was like, oh wait, no, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the Dark Knight series is way up there. Marvel movies, of course. Sure. Um, so you Star- know that's where I'm at. Yeah. Star Wars, except for that sequel trilogy. And okay. there's there's some good parts to it, but like, it's still a, the original. A and I'm a big uh, defender of the prequel trilogy. After going back, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's some bad stuff in there, but there's a lot of. I mean, Darth Maul with the dual lightsabers. That was good. And the uh, the pod racing. I thought Phantom Menace was not as bad as people give it, but mm. Clone Attack of the Clones, Attack of the Clones is, is the is worst one. Garbage. Yeah, but Revenge of the Sith is it's actually good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um. Oh, okay. I, I actually did put this as, as a different one. It was disappointed. Most disappointed. So. Mm. Um, best bad movie. Oh, yeah. We watch some bad movies and we get a kick out of it. The Room has got to be way up there because we quote that. Yeah, it's, probably, it's The Room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen, ever seen The Room? Uh-uh. Yeah, you'll have to watch it at some point. Yeah. All right. Worst movie theater experience. I mean... This isn't necessarily just like because of the reasons you would normally think with like oh it's a like someone was kicking the chair or something like that but um, I was I was watching a movie uh, with some friends and oh, yeah I was I was watching a movie with some friends and uh, there was a girl in the group and she was like babysitting uh, some kids you know and like she gets a call in the I, middle of the movie I'm already annoyed. No, it's it's not an annoying one. Like I said, it's not. It wasn't like an annoying. Oh, one. It's okay, just okay. like, uh, and then like, in the middle of the movie, it turns out like that kids, those kids' dad like committed suicide. Oh my god. Yeah, and so like, so they, yeah, so it was. 
Yeah, it was just it was. Did she have her phone on in the movie? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's horrible. No, it was it was like uh, like she went outside, took the call and stuff, and it was yeah, it was so uh, that was that's the one that jumps out because I mean, it kind of yeah. Just... Other than that, you mean you get the no- normal like annoying movie stuff yeah, but I mean yeah, that's yeah. the one that jumps to my head is like that was well because that's a real damper on the yeah. evening and it would like it's just it just sucks in general too and everything too but uh sure. but yeah I'd say worst experience there's I don't know there's just annoying people sometimes and oh, God. people that talk during the movie or just laugh too emphatically at stuff that's not funny or whatever I begin to hate the theater honestly <laughs> because of all that so yeah I usually go on opening nights and, and that crowd tends to be better because they're all they're all paying attention yeah they're all like devoted enough to go at that time yeah I agree and last question mm-hmm. favorite movie of all time um I probably have to go Inception still really yeah it's uh I, I love Christopher Nolan that's that's always been my answer I, I love Fellowship of the Ring, though, because I, I watched that probably more than any other movie. But, yeah, I'll probably go Inception. Sweet. Yeah. All What's right your favorite on. movie? That's so... It's hard because I base it on genre. Mm-hmm. You know? If I had to yeah. have one movie... Honestly, if I had to have one movie... Uh, it's so hard. Yeah, because it's different for me. It's, like, different, like, what my favorite movie is, or if I could only watch one movie forever, it I would watch... Uh, Lord of the Rings yeah. Fellowship of the Ring probably cause like Big Daddy is one of my all time favorite movies uh, Joe Dirt mm-hmm. obviously yeah. uh, Endgame yeah. is up there yeah. but like if I had to go overall just like for, for a cinematic aspect mm-hmm. uh, The Departed oh Departed's great The Departed yeah. would probably be my yeah. favorite since we both got some Leo movies oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I will throw this out there too, just kind of as, as my movie like preference type thing. There are three iconic mo- movie moments for me that stand out and always give me chills. They're okay. the greatest cinematic things that have ever happened to me. Um, let's see. One is, uh, I guess spoilers for Lord of the Rings, uh, Phantom Menace, and... People and, have had and, 20 Endgame. years to see these yeah. movies. But Endgame as well too. But I mean, everybody saw that. Okay. Um, so one is Gandalf when he's got the staff in the Mines of Moria and he's facing against the Balrog. It's like, you cannot pass. It comes up, just like, flames up. It's like, you shall not pass. Oh, every time. And then just like, that incredible. Gives me chills every time. Love that. Okay. Perfect. Um, another one is the Phantom Menace. When the sliding doors open... And, there's Darth and then Maul. Darth Maul's like, and then the John Williams score comes in with Duel of the Fates. The might be other than the iconic original theme, the best music Star Wars has ever had. Isn't da, that da, da, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. And you just like sitting there and just. And, that, and, I, yep. and I remember in the theaters, and I think they had said it shown in the trailers too. But like Star Wars was already iconic, but then you just like this dude comes up, lightsaber, and just second lightsaber. Oh my gosh! And freaks out, and then then the best choreographed lightsaber duel in all of Star Wars with the greatest music ever, and just crazy iconic. Also gives also gives me chills. Okay. Um, and then the third one, more recent, but a, a ten year build up, and I'd already been into movies and learned and like appreciated movies more than any other time in my life. Um, Avengers Endgame, my favorite character as well. Um, they're sitting there, and okay, so Thanos throws. Cap to the side, he's like seemingly knocked out somewhere. 
throws Tony aside, seemingly knocked out somewhere too. So it's him and Thor facing off. Um, Thor goes, he's trying to get his axe, I think, and he's trying to push it onto Thanos. He can't quite get it. He's got it like right there. It's pushing in. Then Thanos, Thanos like gets power, just uses the power gemstone, launches Thor across the way, and then Thor's kind of getting up. You can kind of see him, and then you see Thor's hammer raise a little bit off the ground, just just slightly. Camera's on Thor, so you're like, oh, he's got to be calling for it, and then just cut to Captain America, gets it. Oh, and he's wielding Thor's hammer, which he's worthy. This is kind of like the epitome of his character arc too. That like. Like, even Tony says it in the first Avengers, everything special about you came out of a bottle. But uh, the scientist, Dr. Erskine, that, like, gave him the injection, he's like, no, the best thing about you, why I chose you, is because you're a good man. And that's just, like, it's not about him being a super soldier. It's about him being a good man. And he's worthy. And then also, like, they throw in a little bit of Marvel humor in there, too. And Thor's just like, I knew it. But then he goes off, and he's, like, fighting Thanos, which culminates... In, There's so many chilling which, moments. Which culminates in the best scene. One of the most iconic Avengers scenes in the Yeah. Everybody's coming out. Cap on your left. They're all assembled right there. Avengers, whoosh, assemble. Brilliant. So, those are my three... That's the first time and only time he says it in the mm-hmm. series, too. Those are my three most iconic movie moments that, like, always give me chills that'll, like... See, for me, I would agree... I would agree with that on the... On the but in that movie, it's gotta be... I am Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be that. Like I, I get chill. Like I've never felt more emotions, like like different emotions at once. Yeah. Than in that moment. For sure. But yeah, great movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you, man. Uh, yeah. Unless there's anything you want to add. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, this is this was good, a good, uh, good convo. Kind of got a, covered a bunch wide swath of topics you know yeah for sure ladies religion and movies I mean that's <laughs> pretty that's what I'm about <laughs> um I guess I guess we could talk about the movies you've been in oh yeah yeah I've uh so I've just kind of started in on acting I'll, I might even save some of that for like next time I want to sure and uh um there, there's a few none of them have come out yet but they're sort of in post production there's one that's uh Custer's Last Stand sort of do, uh, historical documentary like uh, drama type thing and I'm, I've got a, a couple roles in that one I think I die like three times in it <laughs> well yeah maybe we can save it for the next one just because we've, we've definitely covered a lot of yeah main topics yeah here, maybe so. the, I think maybe I'll I'll say some because there's I know there's a trailer for at least one of them that's out right now or there's two there's a trailer for the other one I'm in too and then there's commercials and TV stuff and whatnot sure. too so but yeah, that's true. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll save it all for for the next one. Um, but yeah, so uh, check out the Verse and Ten podcast. I'll leave the link in the description. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to plug or? Um, no, just keep listening to Life's a Garden. Um, catch us out on Verse and Ten. Me and Dakota. Yep. Talking a couple of solid topics. You know, it's very spur of the moment, but we got some real good discussion out of it. It was a good one. I, um, I, I like that one. Yeah, but thanks for having me on. I'll, yeah, I'm excited to be on again. Until next time. And yeah, sweet dreams. I'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. And don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. <laughs>